Thank you for joining us for another episode of Exposing Scientology, where we reveal what really goes on inside this business masquerading as a church. Welcome, everybody. We are doing a special thing today where we're going to be having a conversation about um, the meeting that we had with LAPD and also talking about Scientology policy in relation to how they handle and control government agencies. My very special guests today are Ms. Leah Remini and Mr. Mike Rinder. I'm so glad we're getting the opportunity to do this. Same. Hi, everyone. Same. And uh, Claire, you were uh, you you were a witness in the Danny Masterson trial because you used to uh, you had a high position just as Mike did in David Miscavige's organization called RTC Religious Technology Center. Yes. And Mike, uh, you the same were the head of OSA and various high ranking positions. And I think this thing about law enforcement keeps coming up. And uh, you were you testified in the Danny Masterson trial in how uh, something like this, when we're talking about, a, you know, the heinous crime that was committed against the Jane Doe's and others, because uh, I um, people are, are saying that it would just happen to Scientologists. No, I believe uh, the numbers uh, have risen. Uh, there were other victims that came forward who testified or. Uh, and or talk to the deputy DA in this case, but you were there to talk about what would happen when something like this arises and you've been involved in the Sea Org and the same as Mike. And so there's, we and Mike, we just recently did a video about how uh, there's policies about uh, not cooperating with a police investigation into a Scientologist in good standing. And uh, we wanna make it very clear if it wasn't clear enough that this is not just Claire's understanding or Mike's understanding uh, that you, you know, read something and you think this was kind of what L. Ron Hubbard was saying. We've gone over this many times, Mike, as well, you mm -hmm. Claire, <laughs> as well, many people have covered this, but it is the law in Scientology. It's, it's the law that we are not allowed to report crimes of Scientologists in good standing to law enforcement or to cooperate, to cooperate with, with a police investigation into a Scientologist that Scientology has not expelled. And um, committing a heinous crime against children, women, men, boys, girls, does not get you expelled in Scientology. Reporting the crime will get you expelled in Scientology. And recently we uh, exposed Julian Schwartz, who has was not only involved in the Danny Masterson case, but also other cases having to do with babies. Um, and Mike, we've, you know, contributed to Tony Ortega's uh, coverage of this, the, the daycare, the Bridget's yep. daycare in Burbank. Um, and uh, I also wrote uh, an extensive story about that on my Substack. Yes. Recently. But yes. Claire and Mike, from your perspective, now you were Sea Org members uh, most of your lives. You were Scientologist all of your lives. And uh, what is it your understanding? I mean, especially because you're employees of Scientology uh, and of Dave Miscavige's personal organization. Is it something that you two just kind of thought was the policy of Scientology? Just something you thought of? Absolutely not. It is the practice and policy and understanding of every Scientologist that you do not call law enforcement. And, and personally, I think it goes back to 
the mistrust of all government agencies stemming, you know, as, as we've all talked about many times, Scientology perpetrated the largest infiltration of U.S. government in its history, and 12 members went to prison for that. Um, and that, but even dating well before that, there was complete mistrust of any law enforcement and, and government agencies, the FBI, the CIA. Um, so it's just not, it's the practice and belief of Scientology to handle any situation that arises within and with Scientology. Right. right. And, and the policy is something that all Scientologists are required to study. Mm -hmm. You don't get to be um, a part of a, a, a staff member in particular of a Scientology organization, but generally you don't get to be and call yourself a Scientologist unless you are studying the fundamental teachings of L. Ron Hubbard. And in those fundamental teachings of L. Ron Hubbard is uh, a sec like there are parts of the subject of Scientology. And one of the parts is called ethics. And as I mentioned in our, our, uh, our video yesterday or the day before, Ford Green, that lawyer, said we should start calling ethics obedience mm -hmm. because it actually is the, the technology of obedience in Scientology. The, the part of Scientology teachings or writings by L. Ron Hubbard that teach how the organization controls its members and what is required of its members. And within that are the list of what Scientologists are charged with as misdemeanors, crimes, and high crimes. It's like the, the code of law. You know, mm -hmm. there's uh, various codes in regular society. Within Scientology, they are broken down and they have their own misdemeanors, crimes, and high crimes. And within the category of high crimes, which everybody has to know what they are so that they don't run afoul of them, mm -hmm. there are specific, specifically delineated high crimes that say you may not testify, you may not go to or report someone. And Leah and I put those, uh, we read them on our podcast uh, two days ago, I guess it was. Uh, mm -hmm. You can see we talk about it in detail. I put them on my blog. This is not, um, like Leah says, this isn't opinion. This isn't an understanding that you may have gleaned through overhearing a conversation this is here in black and white is the rules that you must follow and mm -hmm. if you don't follow these rules we expel you or declare you or call you a suppressive person and disconnect you from your family your friends we uh you lose your job if you're employed by a scientologist the downside to not knowing what these laws are and violating them is very severe in Scientology. It's yes. not imaginary. It's not like, oh, this might, I might be in trouble with someone. People might talk bad about me. No, mm -hmm. real world consequences occur from failure to know, first of all, and then follow those rules. So, yeah, it, it's not in dispute. Scientology comes out and says, well, we don't have any policy that says that. 
And the only reason they can get away with that is because the media are too lazy to go look. Right. And to add to that, also, all of those high crimes that you just cited, those are also matters of RTC concern, meaning they're of concern to Religious Technology Center, the highest ecclesiastical organization in Scientology run by David Miscavige, which I was part of for eight years. Um, that is the ultimate, the highest policing organization with ultimate authority over every single Scientologist. So they're not only high crimes in policy, but they're also matters of RTC concern, which means that the very top ecclesiastical organization can come in and deal with the situation directly, harshly, and unequivocally if it's not being dealt with at the local organization level. I, I don't think that people realize that civilian Scientologists and as well as Sea Org members do not live our lives as an, an independent entity from Scientology. Like you're saying, like this is a matter of R RTC concerned and of, of matters of RTC concern, but also that our everyday lives are monitored by individual ethics officers, right? Like Julian Schwartz and our MAAs, you know, our ethics officers uh, in every location of every uh, Scientology organization across the planet, right? So we are all going in every single day having to deal with our ethics officers. If we have problems at work, we deal with it. Marriage, children, doesn't matter. Like our ethics officer knows everything and they regulate our lives, right? They dictate to our it, what we are doing at all times. When a crime occurs, in Scientology, it is dealt with, like you said, RTC and the individual ethics offices of that particular <clears throat> civilian Scientologist organization or a Sea Org member, but it's overseen by RTC and OSA. If somebody reports a crime to Scientology, to, to law, the law enforcement, real law enforcement, like you're saying, Mike, uh, not only do their lives get destroyed, not only do they get what's called a uh, golden rod, because I think people don't understand what a declare is. People think declare means I'm saying something like I declare it's an actual <laughs> it's an actual ethics um, uh, issue. Lighting. It's it's on golden rod paper. It's actually used as a noun. I mean, I think, too, that would help describe it. It's a yellow piece of paper. It's a goldenrod piece of paper, and it, it states the crimes of the high crimes that the Scientologist committed. Reporting uh, a crime to law, to law enforcement would get you declared. And right. not only would it get you declared, and what you were saying, Mike, you lose your family, your friends, community, everything you've ever known. But then OSA then goes to work with fair game policies, which is numbered in the thousands on how to then destroy your life so that you can stop speaking. Like literally, they want you to shut up, whether that's a death, whether they have destroyed your life where you don't have a job. And so you're so concerned with paying your rent or mortgage that you don't even think about talking about Scientology anymore. So when you think about, should I report this crime to law enforcement? I'm going to lose my family. And then I'm going to have a fair game operation drawn up on me to destroy my life, to destroy my family, to destroy my career, to destroy my um, reputation. Should I go and do that? That's right. what a person has to deal with when reporting about 
to law enforcement about Scientology or Scientologist. Which brings me to Claire. We met with Chief Moore of the LAPD. Yes. Mike, we really didn't want to talk about this because I don't even know how to explain this meeting, Claire. But it, Mike, you have to understand from from my point of view, right? Like from from me being in the public eye, me working within my own communities, you know, like I've never had, I, I've never looked at law enforcement other than when I was in Scientology a certain way, right? When we leave Scientology, you think these are the guys to go to, right? The, this is this is the institution to go to. They are not the bad guys. They're the good guys, right? So we look right. to them for help. And we we did this on the aftermath, Mike. We've done this many times together where we've tried to get government agencies um, and local and, uh, you know, the local authorities to help us with stories that were being told to us on the aftermath, stories that were told to us uh, off the air. Uh, we've tried to get help. I visited the Wilcox, the LAPD Wilcox uh, Police Department. The first thing that I saw in there was um, a picture of Michael Pena in a poster, poster size framed photo of him in one of the interview rooms. So this was where any of the Jane Doe's would have gone to report their crime to law enforcement would be the Wilcox division, right? For, yeah. for those who don't know who Michael Pena is, he's a he's an actor who is a Scientologist and yeah. touted as a celebrity Scientologist. Correct. <clears throat> and when I said, do you think this might be a problem for um, a Scientologist who walks in here to see a prominent Scientologist celebrity in a frame in one of your interview rooms? And the answer was, I, I don't think it would be a problem. I said, well, I'm telling you it would be a problem. It, it already sends a message that you with what we already think, right? As Scientologists that, you know, you're at their events. I know because I, I was part of that scam uh, through the police activities league. We were all as celebrities asked to, you know, bring anybody that we knew. And I brought my, you know, friend who was a detective at the time, detective Kevin Becker, uh, to one of the Scientology's events, the galas, and uh, we all got involved in the Police Activities League to safe point to ally ourselves with law enforcement. But I had no idea how far back this relationship went. And probably not what they were going to use that your celebrity influence in order to accomplish behind the scenes in terms right. of covering up crimes. Using, right. Yes. And now I wanted to hear from you guys because Claire, I know that you you've had experiences, uh, and Mike and I, you and I were going to do this story on the aftermath, one of Stacy Moxon, right? Where um, this was a young woman who, um, uh, for, per the reports, uh, fell down a manhole and electrocuted herself, and because uh, we were going to do um, another series, Mike. That's death, deaths and disappearances, right? Which we were mm -hmm. so excited about that highlighted these suspicious deaths around, you know, of Sea Org members and Scientologists um, and, and uh, highlight other uh, staff members who have been disappeared, like Shelley Miscavige. And, uh, you know, it, it goes to show you not a, lot, not a lot of people are, you know, have that much courage. But anyway, one day we will do that show, Mike. 
one yes. day we will do that show. But one of the stories was was this young woman, Stacey Moxon, who is the daughter of Scientology lawyer Kendrick Moxon. Is that his name? Kendrick? Yes. Kendrick, Ken, yeah. Kendrick Moxon, yes. Yeah. And and, and uh, Mike, wasn't yeah. Kendrick Ken Moxon also part of the Guardian's office before it was disbanded? He was he was more than part of the Guardian's office, Claire. He was in the Guardian's office in Washington, DC. He is an unindicted co-conspirator in the prosecution of those 11 people who ended up going to prison for infiltrating the U.S. government and a whole bunch of other people. Mm-hmm. Um, wow. yeah. yeah. Rick Moxon has, has been around. He is a very dedicated Scientologist and an in-house lawyer who sort of does the dirty work that uh, even the sleazy outhouse lawyers wouldn't do. Right. Wow. Now, so he Claire, has very dirty hands aside oh, from the story oh, we're gonna, about to talk about. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. And Mike, did you work with him a lot when you were? Oh, in yeah. Yeah, 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 a lot. So, you know, the kind of person that he is, and what yeah. he's willing to do. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so you were at Golden Era Productions. Now, if people don't know this, this is in Riverside County, uh, Riverside County, California. It is what Going Clear was based on. This is where the hole was. This is where there's about 15 senior Scientologists are being held that we haven't seen. Um, uh but this is where um, Stacy died. Yes. And you were there the yes. day that it happened. Yes, I was. I was in Religious Technology Center, which is was also at that property at the mm-hmm. time. Um, it was a Sunday in June 2000. And Stacy, I think, was 19 or 20 years old. Um, mm-hmm. she had been, she had been married to Derek Meyer, who was positioned in Los Angeles. So she'd been separated from her husband for at least a year or two. And they were newly married, right? This they is a were, new, yes, newly married were young yeah. people, newly married. Yeah. Correct. Yeah. yeah. And, um, and Stacy had requested approval, uh, the night before Saturday night to go to Los Angeles just for a few hours on Sunday morning, which was not frequent, but it Mm. did happen sometimes that you would Mm. be allowed to go spend a couple of hours because Sunday morning was the time when we would all do our laundry and clean our rooms. Um, And and her request was disapproved. The next morning, she came in early and uh, unalived herself into a high-voltage electrical chamber at the property. absolute devastating tragedy that could and should have been averted mm-hmm. um and so what by my understanding what happened is that it caused a major electrical outage at that property um that the electric company was immediately aware of and by by the nature of the event um the police were automatically called to the property like it's not in other words i'm what i'm trying to get at is it's not that security became aware of what happened and called the police the police showed up and in in addition to that and you know at the same time a huge portion of electricity went out at Mm -hmm. that at that property Mm -hmm. um and obviously then we as as the hours went by we came to learn what had happened but i remember it like it was yesterday that i I got a phone call like oh there's been a major disaster you got to come in right away i'd had 
you know, whatever. Anyway, I rushed into the property and I was tasked with immediately starting to cancel and talk to some of the people surrounding the the situation, including Stacy's good friend, um, and also some of the first responders of the staff of the staff members that went to see what had happened. Um, I mean, absolute devastating tragedy again that should and could have been averted. But then what unfolded was, first of all, um, according to Marion Powell, who was a, now, who is she? She she was another top executive at the time in Religious Technology Center, who I was mm -hmm. who I worked very closely with. Mm -hmm. And she told me that um, Stacy had left a note and that that note was destroyed so that law enforcement would not have any knowledge of the nature of Stacy's actions. And instead, a story was concocted to say that Stacy was trying to rescue a squirrel out of this high voltage electrical chamber and that it was a, just a terrible accident. And this, so this is what is called in Scientology a shore story, right? A right? shore story, S-H-O-R-E. Yes, shore, uh -huh. shore mm -hmm. story, meaning that this is, so from- So this is, from, a yeah. shore story is a lie, basically that you are told by executives of Scientology of what to say to law enforcement. Correct. So the note was destroyed and and you guys were drilled on how to lie to law enforcement. Correct. And the person heading that effort up was Warren McShane, who is the head legal guy in Religious Technology Center. Uh, mm. David Miscavige's go-to guy for lying to any government agency, lawyers, or law enforcement. Mm -hmm. Or civil litigant. Yes. Mm -hmm. Yes. Right. right. Yeah. yeah. I mean, David Miscavige would tell us on a regular basis. The only reason he kept Warren McShane around is because he's a really good liar. Awesome. <laughs> oh, I heard that a hundred times. Did yeah. you, Mike? Yes. It, it's it's so it, this is the, the stuff that drives me insane. Right. It's just so normal to you guys. And I've said this to you both. Right. I've accused you of like. You know, you guys think it's so normal. Like these are the stories that you haven't told, even though it sounds, it, it feels like you've told this story a thousand times, right? Like, yes. I'm like, what, people still don't understand. Like, this is a normal, this was every day. This is everyday practice in Scientology and the mentality. And Mike, you have explained this and Claire, you have the mentality behind the lying is that it's protecting Scientology, because Scientology is man's only salvation. And so it justifies these policies and it justifies these practices of lying to law enforcement. Even there, Mike, you should put up the DOJ statement, right? When they did this coming off of the raid, I think it was coming off of the raid, right? Of where they said no, the Scientologists the, I, are trained to lie or? No, that's the oh. FBI summary of the FBI investigation from 2010. The oh. one that didn't result in a prosecution because the DOJ would not prosecute. Oh, wow. well, we should put those up anyway, you know, because it 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 is just standard practice. It is so it goes from Sea Org member to parishioner to civilian I shouldn't say parishioner to civilian Scientologist because this is the actual law in Scientology. And you didn't think twice about it, right, Claire? You're like, oh, okay, that's the short story that we're telling that. This girl left a, a suicide note, and all—if you look at all of the, the the police reports, the OSHA reports—it goes over. You know that they, 
every staff member said, nope, she was chasing a squirrel. Nope, she was chasing a squirrel. Nothing about a suicide note. Her room was perfectly pristine. It, like, it was everything was normal. It was just an accident. A young girl chasing a squirrel, uh, picking up 200-pound uh, cover off of an electrical uh, uh, cover. Um, and she was, what, 102 pounds? Right. And she... And, yes. and not to mention the fact carefully eliminating all the facts surrounding the day before that she had right. been trying to go to Los Angeles to see her husband and had been told, no, you are not allowed to leave. Right. Yeah. Yeah, no, absolutely. And, and, and it's the all encompassing just view that, well, you're going to do whatever you're told because that's quote, the greatest good. And the greatest right. good is to protect Scientology at all costs and not have law enforcement poking around, especially not at the headquarters of Scientology management. That would definitely be devastating and absolutely avoid that at all costs. Right. So yeah, no, the, and, and again, the, the laws and policies and practices of Scientology far are far superior to the laws of the land. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. No question oh, yeah. about it. To well, L. Ron Hubbard says yes. that our, our laws are, are, are superior to WOG law, right? right? WOG law is a derogatory term for anybody in any institution that isn't Scientology, any system that isn't Scientology. Right. So we have been for a very long time, all of us collectively and, um, We've been trying to have law enforcement understand that their contributions to their activities uh, are, are just Scientology's way of uh, allying themselves for this very reason, right? So that it would be very difficult for victims to walk into any uh, law enforcement agency and get them to, to listen to them, right? We, mm -hmm. we have been trying to explain this to them. Um, we've sent letters, we've done, we've all done videos about this. People before us have done, uh, extensive, uh, reporting on this and it seems to just kind of fall on deaf ears. Um, and it's very frustrating. And so, uh, Claire and I decided that we would try to meet with the LAPD chief, uh, chief Moore and that did not go well. No. Claire, it did not. Unfortunately, I had, I would say, speaking for myself, I had high hopes. I mean, I had personally never met with the LAPD. Mm -hmm. um, and I thought, you know, well, um, yes, I knew that they had um, questionable alliances with Scientology, <laughs> let's just say. Mm -hmm. um, but, you know, there, there's always today and tomorrow to change things. And correct. So that was my hope going into that meeting was, mm -hmm. and, and to be fair, I would say that other law enforcement agencies have responded very differently. So that also gave me hope that this would be a productive and useful conversation to really enlighten LAPD. Like, well, it's okay that you don't understand the policies and procedures and the inner workings. That's why we're here. Right. We let, want to explain it to you. you. Yes. Right. Yes. And Mike, you and I have had, we had a horrible experience when um, Heber Jens's niece tried to do a welfare check on her uncle Heber Jens, who she heard was being abused by uh, <clears throat> Valerie Haney, who observed this abuse when Heber was being forced into a chair, uh, not being well. And that was observed by Valerie Haney, 
who talked about that when she left and escaped the gold base. And uh, from going clear and other reports on abuses going on that you all received um, in the hole, Tammy, uh, his niece, uh, called upon us to, to document her trying to perform a welfare check on her uncle, who she hadn't heard from. Uh, she was never a Scientologist. She's a grandmother. And uh, we were not well received at that Hemet station, uh, which is down the street, basically, from Golden Era Productions. Mm-hmm. Were you surprised by that reception we received there and that she received there, Mike? Not in the slightest. See, the, I was. The Riverside County Sheriff's Office Hemet Division mm-hmm. uh, has probably had as much attention to safe point them as the LAPD Hollywood Division has had mm-hmm. yeah. because the Riverside County Sheriff's Office is the the law enforcement agency for the international base. Okay. And that international base is the, or used to be, it is no longer probably, but it used to be the most important single location for Scientology on earth mm-hmm. because David Miscavige worked there. That was right. where his office and headquarters and his organization, Religious Technology, was headquartered. So and all of international Scientology management. So it was imperative that that be a safe environment. And Mm -hmm. particularly back in the uh, mid to late 80s, when uh, the, the flaps on the internet sort of started and then grew, and then there were protests and people out on the streets there, that it became like, priority number one to ally the Riverside County Sheriff's Office and the California Highway Patrol to get those people to come and shuffle off the people outside protesting. And they held barbecues and fundraisers and charity balls and wine and golf tournaments and wine and dine those guys till the cows came home. And that has had uh, uh, an effect. It creates in the minds of those police or law enforcement officers or agencies that, well, these are good guys. You know, we don't really have to worry about them. They're law abiding. They don't, we don't get lots of calls about crimes that are happening there. Yeah, of course you don't because nobody ever reports any of them, but this is the mindset of the police. Like, we're talking about the Hollywood division. You know, Scientology has cameras everywhere. Mm-hmm. And one of the other things they do is they are like the good citizens that provide camera yeah. footage of anything mm-hmm. that happens on the street and oh, yeah. quickly report and yeah. jump in if there's something suspicious happening. And mm-hmm. the police look at that and go, well, this is like a neighborhood watch. These guys are really good. Yeah. They even and told then, me that when I was there. I did a I did a tour of it, and they said, oh, you know, I was looking at all their cameras. I go, this is amazing. They go, yeah, but Scientology, like I wanted to hear, like they thought I was a Scientologist still, I guess. They said Scientology helps us a lot. Their cameras are more far-reaching than ours. Like, you know, they they can see people coming off the 101 freeway. Wow. Right. And, yeah, and, and, and But, and, but there's, there's yeah. a very important point about this mm-hmm. that I want to make, which is that is part of safe pointing. 
-hmm. Because what happens is the police believe that if they go to Scientology mm -hmm. about yeah. a reported crime, mm -hmm. they're going to get the goods. Mm -hmm. So if they go to Scientology about uh, a, a guy who stabs someone on the corner, mm -hmm. oh, they will provide them with, with everything that you could possibly imagine. The footage, right. the eyewitness reports, uh, you know, photos of the, of the, the guy's shoes, like everything. Mm -hmm. If they go and say, we heard a, there was a report that there, that Danny Masterson uh, raped someone here, they'll go, oh, never, no, nothing, nothing, nothing. And they go, and in their mind, they've already convinced themselves that Scientology always comes forth with good evidence. I mean, they always give us everything that they possibly could mm -hmm. because they've helped us in so many of these cases. Mm -hmm. which had nothing to do with Scientology. As long as it was not a Scientologist, they'll provide information, testimony, uh, witnesses, like the whole shebang. So helpful. Yeah. And they believe and they have this idea in their head that Scientologists are law-abiding citizens mm -hmm. who cooperate absolutely one beyond what we could expect of any citizen. And they mm -hmm. always do that. Right. So... When they go to ask about a, a Scientology criminal who's committed a crime mm -hmm. and Scientology goes, nope, we don't have anything. There's nothing. We're not cooperating. Nope, they well, take their no. word for it. Yeah. They take their word for it. They literally like call Scientology. They call, that's like, okay, why don't you call the drug? Are you guys dealing? No, we're not. Okay. Thank you. <laughs> yep. See you at the next barbecue. So you file a missing person report on yeah. Shelly Miscavige, <laughs> and a lawyer shows up and says, oh, she's fine. I represent her. And they I'm go, a Scientology. You. Oh, wonderful. Thank you so much. We know you wouldn't lie to us because you're such good citizens always helping us out. <laughs> yeah. And, and yet, conversely, just to yeah. go back to the Michael yeah. Pena poster yeah. in LAPD, if, if a Scientologist decided just, you know what? This is a horrible crime. I've got to just, despite all the fair game, despite I'm mm. going to lose, my whole life is going to be destroyed. I'm going to go into LAPD and do the right thing and report this. Mm -hmm. That poster on the wall is going to make them feel unsafe and immediately think that they're in they're in Osa's backyard <clears throat> and that Scientology is going to get word of this immediately. And, and by the way, they did. And they yeah. also did when Jane Doe 1 reported her crime. Wow. Scientology was called. Osa showed up before she even left the building. Wow. Yeah. And also to go back to gold for a second, Mike, uh, Kathy Frazier and one other Sea Org member, I'm forgetting her name, but it was actually Mark, your husband. Muriel Dufresne. Muriel Dufresne. Who are donating all kinds of money to Riverside County uh, councilmen and women, their campaigns and you know, they're on all kinds of, uh, you know, $50, $100. And how much do Sea Org members make a week? $46 a week, if they're lucky. And they have $200 to be donating to these campaigns, to the nope. Riverside County Sheriff's Office, uh, Captain's Next Campaign. It, like, interesting. Right. Interesting. Yeah. And you're absolutely right, Mike. That is That is the viewpoint. They have been thoroughly and utterly safe pointed because then uh, other people have done the reporting on this there was a kiosk a scientology kiosk in the 
lobby of the Wilcox division of LAPD. We found out that Captain Polka was having extensive communications with Scientology every day. They were Scientology uses the LAPD Hollywood division as their own personal secretaries and back they have uh, officers assigned to Scientology for all the hate crimes, Mike, that we've been cited. Um, I mean, it's it's insane. I can't I couldn't get LAPD to show up when somebody broke into my gated community with their car seven times. <laughs> but yeah. Scientology Polka is right. Yep. And it goes way back, way before me. 2002. <clears throat> I mean, it goes way, way back. I had no idea, Mike. So for me, again, being naive, and I guess so was Claire, because we walked into this meeting with Captain War with high hopes. Like, you know, we really need to put an end to this, you know, because uh, I was part of it. I was safe pointing uh, law enforcement as a Scientology celebrity. And, you know, we've said this many times, you know, we've done it. We've done. Uh, we've helped Scientology. Now we need to help extract. Right. right. Like we need to. Do, that's we're putting the work in in hopes to to stop this and so claire we walk into this meeting yep um about 10 men right in the room we had yes no idea yes um <laughs> really yeah. yes they had to bring in reinforcements <laughs> to deal with leah and claire yeah <laughs> it was but it was okay and- we were like we were kind of like whoa you know more help we can get great you know we but well, the we more were- we can brief Yes. Yeah. So we thought this was great. You know, they're going to they're here to listen and ask questions. And Claire being, uh, you know, the president of the Aftermath Foundation, who helps to extract Sea Org members and help them start their lives. uh, We thought that, you know, and me, a civilian celebrity Scientologist who helped to ally uh, (laughs) police departments. You know, we thought this was good. You know, we had hoped you you could make it, Mike, but you couldn't make it on that day. And. So, you know, we kind of went in just kind of too doe-eyed, like, you know, we're, we're here to answer questions and, and give you information of what we've seen and experienced and what we've done as Scientologists. Uh, and uh, one of the, the, my favorite moment was was the beginning, really, Claire, was, what, tell him what, what, he, what oh Chief Moore gosh. said when he so, walked in the room. So, so obviously this has been on the calendar for a while. Um, I requested the meeting. I had to tweet about it and carry on. And all of our our supporters on Twitter was like, you know, tweeting at LAPD going, why are you not meeting? Why won't you meet with Leah? Why won't you take this meeting? Finally, thank you to our social media supporters. We get a meeting. Right. And and as Leah, as Leah, as you said, there's at least 10 people there and there's more Mm. people outside and he walks in and he says to Leah, and who are you? You are. You are. You are. I mean, Mike, come Mike, on. Mike. Now, listen, you know, I'm not precious. I never assume anybody knows me. Like, I don't I don't that's ever true. like that's ab- like, that's absolutely true. Leah. Absolutely. Yeah. I've been like, with you so many times. When, <laughs> I, but yes, but even but, but even from my perspective yeah. and, and, you know, I have my own business. I've met mm. with many, many top executives mm. from many <laughs> different companies, yeah. even if you're not quite sure who you're you're meeting with. Common decency is, oh, and you must be Ms. Leah Remini. 
obviously he knows who's on his calendar. It was just the tone of it. Was, it that that wow. is a line from a movie script of how you put down someone mm -hmm. right at the outset of a meeting. Yeah. It's, I mean, I've seen it a hundred times in movies where the big shot walks in and goes, who are you? Like the, it's a way of disarming and making yeah. belittling someone in mm -hmm. a sort of semi polite way, mm -hmm. not really polite, but it's not, it's, it's, you know, if you read a transcript of it, it doesn't look so bad. Right. But when it happens, and you see this happening in 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 court cases and in depositions too, that same sort of put down at the beginning of a conversation or at the start to show who's boss. That's yeah. exact. That's all it is. Yeah, and you know, again, I'm not precious about who I am. I never assume people know who or should know who I am. I mean, even when people are like, uh, you know, staring at me, I'm like, hi, I'm Lee. And they're like, uh, you know, but I would never assume, you know, uh, oh, did I meet you in a supermarket? Probably. I don't go. I'm also on TV. I don't say that shit. You know what I mean? Like, you <laughs> no. probably did see me at, at Vons, you know? So, <laughs> I, but, but this had the opposite effect on me because, um, it, it's like what Claire said, you're rude and your attempt at trying to degrade me only made you look um, um, childish. It, it made him look uh, less powerful and um, uh, respectful in my eyes. Right. Because um, he knew uh, his secretary had asked us 10 times to put in writing who is going to be at the meeting. I mean, right. they want license plate numbers of, of who's pulling into the parking lot. You know, they know exactly who's in the meeting and uh, you have to send your driver's license. So they know ex there was only there's only three of us. OK, yep. so like anyway, let's not. Go but so we thought we were going to sit down and explain, you know, we what we wanted to say was we, we need you to understand what this organization is doing and what having your officers um you know, be hired by Scientology uh, for off-duty jobs, you know, you know, um, having them at barbecues, going to their events, you know, speak, you know, having, you know, my detective who was uh, supposedly one of the detectives in the, in the Shelley Miscavige, he was at a Scientology event um, speaking on human trafficking of all things. Uh, so I, we were trying to explain what message you're sending to Scientology victims who want to come forward is that it, it, it sends a message. It certainly sent a message to me as a civilian Scientologist of if they're bad, then why would the LAPD or any police officer, anybody in, in law enforcement be here? And so it made me think, well, maybe they're not bad. Maybe what they're doing by what they're doing, even though I know it to be against the law is being overlooked by law enforcement, I guess they're okay. Like I, we were trying to explain the message it's sending to victims of Scientology and that we had hoped that they would listen to us and our stories. So we were going to tell them some stories that were told to us, stories that we're involved in, what Claire was taught as a Sea Org member, what she experienced, all the abuses, Mike, that you experienced by the hands of David Miscavige and Sea Org members, the, physical abuse, the mental abuse, sexual abuse, 
we were going to go through the gamut and just say that like we could bring you people, we could whatever you need, like to yes. substantiate what we're saying, but it's been right. well documented, right? Yeah. And we were there as whistleblowers and yes. advocates of our own accord coming to try and help them to to and to enlighten them as to what really goes on. So we right. got out maybe two sentences. I said, you know, we introduced ourselves and why we were there. He and Claire, you could stop me at any time. He cut us off. He said he only had 45 minutes and then went into a political speech about um, what the LAPD is there for and how amazing he is and the amazing work that he's done. And, and he, how they support all groups. Yes, they equally. support. Uh-huh. And, you know, at, at a certain point, because I knew the time was running out, and I was like, he's giving this like, you know, bullshit political speech. And he wasn't warm. He wasn't inviting. He was quite rude. He was quite aggressive. And I was really put off by it. Again, Mike, being, you know, in the public eye, I'm just kind of like not used to that kind of antagonism from a non-Scientology group, supposedly. Right. So I was a little bit put off. Like my, I, I, was crying in the car to Claire. I was like, I felt so bad about my, I was like, I, I feel like I was like in, in a meeting with Scientologists. I felt so uncomfortable and Claire flew in for that meeting. And it was like really important to us. And his attitude was so crazy to me. I, I just couldn't wrap my head around it. And at one point I cut him off and I said, you know, if you could just, let let Claire speak to you about, you know, for example, Claire has experienced abuse, witnessed abuse at the hand, hands of David Miscavige and the people that you are befriending, like Kirsten Catano, Peterson and all, you know, these people that you think are good. You know, they're, and he said, listen, you know, he, he cut me off and he said, listen, you know, like, you know, that's you're saying, you know, you're saying that. And I said, well, no, we're not saying it, honey. We're the, the people that were. But, well, yeah, she's saying it because she witnessed abuse. But if you could, he said, no, 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 you know, I don't know, you know, critics. And I said, well, interesting. You're using the words of Scientology. I said, because we're not critics. And I started to raise my voice. I said, we're not critics. We're actually advocates. We're actually, she's actually a whistleblower. She's an advocate. She has a, uh, and it, it, it was, and then somebody had to intervene. And then he said, and I, and I don't appreciate, you know, all of a sudden he became, you know, who he was showing us he was, he said, you know, and I don't appreciate you going public and tweeting what you tweeted about the investigation into Shelly Miscavige. And I said, and I don't appreciate you. I don't appreciate <laughs> you releasing a statement and not actually performing a welfare check on somebody who's been missing. So you drew first blood. I didn't. And then the lawyer who was with us said, all right, like he literally had to intervene. I couldn't believe that I couldn't believe this, Mike, that he was using the words of Scientology, that he protect all of a sudden he knew exactly who I was because he had a problem with me sharing with the public what was happening at the very top and what was happening of again, not finding Shelly Miscavige, not having any answers truly. Then what Yashar had Yashar Ali had uncovered recently about Shelly Miscavige, what we uncovered in the Polka uh, emails that we had no idea about. Like, it was like, it was like, what, what you were supposed to be the good guy. It was clear. I mean, look how I'm getting riled up. It was so insane to me, Mike, and heartbreaking. 
Yeah. Heartbreaking. Yeah, I understand. And, you know, this is the result of, you know, 20, 30, 40 years of working that beat yeah. to create that sort of, um, I mean, look, honestly, you start out often with, with these guys who rise to the top of mm -hmm. law enforcement agencies mm -hmm. aren't always the paragons of virtue that one might hope they would be. And I, I guess mean, look at problem. Lee Barker. Yeah. I mean, right. he, yeah. he was floats, another one that Scientology. On their floats, uh, showing up to their all their events. But Claire, from your perspective, I mean, I know you were shocked too because you were all we had, we had sent them emails prior to the meeting because we didn't want them saying, and you know, we could send you that so you guys can post what those what that so that he was educated, hadn't read right. any of it. Right. Yes. And what yeah. was your what was your um so, yeah, yeah, so I, I was mean, I going, know because we talked, obviously. Yes, but, no, I yeah. know. But I was honestly going into this from the perspective of, hey, I'm now doing the right thing. I'm going yeah. to law enforcement. All the years that I, I was indoctrinated so, so, so and thoroughly. such, yeah. yeah, so thoroughly and yeah. so deeply that I was terrified of law enforcement. Now I was breaking the cycle to go, okay, good. We're yeah. gonna we're gonna do the right thing here for the victims that are that that are still in Scientology, for our family members still in Scientology, for the for the people that I still know they're keeping and holding, like Shelley Miscavige, like Bob Ferris, you know the examples that we gave, and yeah. to to be met with such uh, the resistance. Yes, exactly. You and, know, and 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 vitriol it was like he hated us it was like he before we walked in the room it yeah. was really uncomfortable yeah i i, I hear you about myself mike like i and claire i felt like what we're here to try to do the right thing at one point you know he walked out because you know he's very busy you know because he's doing an amazing job for los angeles i mean everybody's just in heaven here the taxes that we pay i mean it's just a, an amazing utopia um he's really cleaning up the streets here um at one point he he, he got up he had to leave you know he had, he had things to do and uh, we we're like oh well okay i mean i i, I couldn't even muster up the word thank you <laughs> i don't remember yeah. who it was but they were some of them were very nice and they were leaving the room shaking our hands one guy said to me, he whispered this to me, and I, I went to Claire right away. He whispered, I believe you. And I started immediately crying. And I was like, thank you. I mean, and I went to Claire immediately. I was like, that guy just said, that guy just said he believed. Like, I, and I, it really put me, again, like, I was like, like, well, but can you help us? Like, you know what I mean? Right. But that, that's sort of the point. Um, yeah that I wanted to make also Leah, like yeah. we had a similar experience with the Riverside County Sheriff's office yeah. of someone that came up to us and said, yeah. you guys are right. You're right yes. on the uh, right on the nose. Yes. And I'm telling you, this is what's going on inside that building. Mm -hmm. And I, you know, the LAPD and the Clearwater police department and a few other agencies in the United States in particular 
have been subjected to the, these sort of campaigns for a very, very long time. There are other people in law enforcement who have not. Mm -hmm. And, you know, Claire and Mark and I had a meeting with law enforcement, like, I guess it was a year ago now. And that was very different from what you just described. Like, like it couldn't have been 180 degrees more opposite. Mm -hmm. And those were people in a jurisdiction where Scientology has not been able to accomplish that. Yeah. In fact, it's sort of the opposite. They don't have a good reputation at all. And yeah. there are other people who we have dealt with in law enforcement. I mean, we've got to also give some kudos to Reinhold Mueller. Like we right. yes. We I went wanna... to him, Leah, with the yeah. same approach. Yes. Like we want to explain to you what really is going on here and, because yes. <laughs> yes. And you, but you know yes, and this was uh, before before the 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 case uh, was I think even really accepted by the DA's office. But we were there to to give them insight into the if they were to bring a case that they should raid Scientology files because they're not going to get anybody to cooperate in Scientology. They're not going to get any employee of Scientology to come forward. They're going to ship them off to a different <clears> country <throat> and they're not, no witnesses are going to come forward who are current Scientologists in the case. And we said, your best bet is to get a raid going, raid their files. You'll see the crimes there, not just in this case, but in many other cases that, that would concern the DA's office. Right. Yeah. And, and despite the fact that they didn't do that, yeah, they didn't reject like the, there was none of that. Um, no, no, that welcoming we, of we, the information. We, you know, yeah, we know course. everything, and you don't of have course. to tell us. Hey, Mike, could I just say something? And Claire, you'll agree with this. I want to say this for. I want to be very clear about this. I have nothing but the utmost respect for law enforcement. The men and women of law enforcement sign up to put their lives on the line every day for people like me. I have nothing but the utmost respect for them, and I have supported. Uh, uh, the police. I mean, I, I want to be very clear because people are like, why did you thank the LAPD? Because I don't believe everybody in the LAPD or everybody in the Clearwater PD or everybody in the river. I don't believe all of them are in cahoots with Scientology, but there are enough to be able to squash <laughs> um, investigations from moving forward. And there are enough in these departments that uh, victims of Scientology have not been able to get justice um, to to cause concern. So I want to be very clear that I do not believe that it's all. There's a lot who believe Scientology is a criminal organization. Yep. There's a lot who believe it's a cult. There's a lot who are, don't mess with Scientology, will not take money from Scientology, even though the money is good. Um, so I want to say that. like, right. I want to be very clear about that. Yes. Because... Yes. Claire and I met with another agency, which I, I don't know, Mike, who we met with at the Hemet station, but they wouldn't even let me in the door. They were not right. nice at all. Very safe pointed to Scientology. Didn't want to help Tammy do right. the welfare check. They did their Scientology magic and made that go away. We met with another agency in the same area. 
had the opposite experience. Mm -hmm. Completely. I yeah. mean, we're not going to name them because we don't want Scientology. Right. That's uh, why I didn't name the one that Claire and Mark and I were. <laughs> and and, and there, there is a lot of other ones, too. Like, Leah, you yeah. made the point recently yeah. and said, look, you may not have seen us on a podcast or TV or YouTube or whatever, but we're doing stuff. We're always yeah. doing right. stuff. Right. And believe me, we are always doing stuff. And mm -hmm. there are a lot of things that we do that we don't talk about at all. And right. I don't want to talk about them because I just for that reason, I don't want to tip Scientology off that X, Y, and Z over here is mm -hmm. now uh, hot on your trail. Right. Yes, completely. <laughs> so, so there yes. is a lot. And, yes. and honestly, I, I'm glad you said that and clarified that, Leah, because I don't want anybody getting that, that idea that we believe what L. Ron Hubbard wrote still about the FBI is the most corrupt organization on planet Earth and is destroying everybody, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. Correct. There, the the reaction that I have had yes. to my interactions with law enforcement outside mm -hmm. of LAPD, Riverside mm -hmm. County Sheriff's Office, Clearwater PD has been overwhelmingly positive. Now, yeah. do they jump up and act right away? <laughs> I wish. Right. That 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 is my only criticism that I have. I think right. that the people that I have spoken to and Claire and Mark and you, Lee, and mm -hmm. anybody else who's been engaged in this have generally been really, really decent people who feel badly about the victims. And for the most part, those people want to get up and do something. But mm -hmm. the bureaucracy that goes on in these organizations is enormous. Yes. And particularly when it comes to dealing with a religious organization that right. Scientology loves to hide behind the first amendment cloak of religious protection and, and law enforcement agencies are terrified of stepping into a mess that they are not neither understand well enough or are equipped to deal with. Right. And yeah. that is the, probably the biggest problem that we confront because the individual officers and agents and sheriffs and whatever, and even the bosses in these places are like, they, they want to do something, but they're <clears throat> restrained. Correct. Right. right. My favorite part, Claire, one of my favorite parts was uh, what, b before he, you know, he finished his political speech and his, <laughs> his um, defense of Scientology criminals and all that. He, he said, um, look, I mean, uh, uh, I said, you know, she flew in for this. We, we, you know, we had things to say. You, you took up the time and, and didn't ask us one question, uh, which was suspicious. I said, you know, because you're in law enforcement, you would think you would ask us, like, what is it? I mean, tell, I read your email and what, what crimes do we know? Right? Right. He said, look, I mean, you know, as he's, you know getting his stuff very busy and um he goes um look if you have uh if you have information credible information uh to bring to me uh that you can present to us that's credible that we should be disassociated you know uh 
uh, distancing ourselves from this organization, you know, you, you let me know. Is that yep. clear? Yeah, that no, you're, that's exactly what happened. It was mind boggling. What, 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 Mike, we should let you know that you shouldn't be connected to Scientology because we're of the keepers of Scientology secret. Only Claire and I know there's no other way for you to know what Scientology's doing. <laughs> there's nobody has reported it. Nobody's made movies about it. There aren't 50,000 books out. There's not going clear. There's not the aftermath. There's not like Tony, Tony's blog, your blog, your, you know, Aaron's site, this one's site. Like, I mean, we should do the investigation to present to him. Yeah. The crimes of Scientology. Right. We need to find the smoking gun and give it to them. And then they'll think about it. I go, do you have the internet? I mean, I go, do you, are you available? And yeah, he didn't think that was cute or funny. I said, it's just, to me, it's like, I mean, you do know that there are gangs in Los Angeles. Like, I mean, do you do know that they're up to no good or do you need proof of that? Like, I mean, I, I'm, it was. Yeah. Well, yeah, like I and said, I'm saying, I mean, no, not at all. And and the the example that to me epitomizes that was when we said, don't you think it's odd that people in, at the headquarters of Scientology can't even call 911? And you what? ready for what he says? I don't think that's odd. Are you kidding me? No, Mike. He goes. <laughs> I mean, if you pick up the phone in the conference room, you're probably going to get reception. I said, well, I'm pretty sure none of your staff is being beaten and being held against the rule. I'm pretty sure, Chief Moore, they can all go home. Yep. Oh, dear. Yeah. yeah. Well, like I said, this, this you are seeing the result of a 30 or 40 year campaign and they have succeeded. Right. And and. That's terrible and unfortunate and sucks, but all we can do is keep exposing that yep. and keep keep bringing it up. And eventually what's going to happen, like, you know, eventually he's not going to be in charge of the LAPD. Someone else will be. And maybe it's the guy that says to you, I believe what you said, because he happened to be sitting in that meeting. And that's, I mean, we don't have 500 people and fundraisers and this and that to go try and compete in a, in a, a competition campaign uh, with the Hollywood division of the LAPD to see who can, you know, stroke them the best. Yes, I'm not having dinner parties and barbecues. <coughs> I'm not having dinner parties and barbecues and asking the LAPD and their families to come so that they can hobnob with my celebrity friends. You know, we're just not a political group. We don't play that game. Right. We don't, you know, donate money for the purpose of uh, allying ourselves to them. We don't play these games, you know, no. and that's the difference between having a multi-billion dollar organization with tax-free tax -free money and, and people who are literally just doing this uh, that we all have jobs, we all have lives, 
do, and that's actually, that's how I started the meeting. I said, we have no ax to grind other than doing the right thing. Okay. I am an actress. I make a lot of money from doing what I do. I love to make people laugh. I love to entertain people. This is not something I really want to do day in and day out. This has been the last <laughs> 10 years of my life. I have spent all my life in this organization. I would like to be free of it. I would like to be like, you know, on a beach drinking like a pina colada and just being like amazing. You know, I'm outside now and I'm like living life. Like same thing with you guys, you know, (laughs) same thing with all of us doing the work. We all do the work because we feel a responsibility to do it. And we don't have the resources to do what Scientology is able to do. Right. Right. That's the resources. I I forgot, Clara. Yeah, no, absolutely. And the resources we do have, we're helping people get out. Right. And here, you know, that that yeah. is that is time well spent. That is incredibly I mean, Claire rewarding. and Mark. Could I just say this, Claire? Sorry to cut you off. Claire and Mark, and you know this, you won't say this about yourselves, but Mike, you will agree. Claire and Mark were were out of the niceness of their hearts, taking people in 10 to 15 people that I know of, that you know of before the aftermath. They were letting people live in their house. They were financing their lives. They were driving them to doctor's appointments. They were the ones giving them, bringing to the DMV. They were the ones who were feeding them, clothing them. They were doing this out of the niceness of their hearts before there was a foundation. Uh, but, but they were doing this way before, right? And, and, and they deserve praise. They deserve acknowledgement. They deserve, because... You know, this is why I think I'm, I'm so outraged because I know the, what you were saying, Mike, the work that everybody does secretly, right, for no praise, for no awards, for no like, other than to do the right thing. And to sit in a conference room with somebody with a badge to have them, him talk to us that way, to talk to her that way, to talk to me that way to not want to hear about the victims of Scientology or how you are your very presence on their stage sends a message to victims that we will not listen to you because we're on the side of Scientology. It's right. like I I got teary-eyed trying to get that out to him and that you know that's when he cut me off and said he you know gave his speech about how amazing he is. Yeah. Um it, it's because of that that I want so desperately for good people to come forward to help any of us in law enforcement and they have, and then they get shut down. Even the detectives in the Danny Masterson case, these are, these are detectives. These are, you know, their careers have been pristine. And for the first time investigating Scientology, do they have all of a sudden an investigation going on into them, into their careers and to, to, to who they are. I mean, this for the first time in their careers, Mike, you know, it's like, so I defend them. I defend them and I understand the good guys, the good women who are doing, trying to do the work. They're getting attacked by Scientology. They're getting fair game by Scientology and they're getting shut down by their superiors when they try to, to help. Right. And it's a shame. And we need help. We need people to please help in any way you can when it comes to law enforcement. If yeah. if you are somebody with any power in law enforcement, we desperately need your help. 
Yeah. Sorry, Claire. Can I bring you up one something? other thing? No, yes. yes. I just wanted Sorry. to bring up one other thing that you reminded me of about yeah. the meeting that we had. And it, I yeah. think, again, the point that I think you'll agree with, we yeah. need LAPD to listen and do the work. And unfortunately, yeah. the example I'm going to bring up shows that they they're not doing that currently. Okay. So we were talking about Shelly Miscavige and the missing person yeah. report. Yeah. It's well known with to us, to Mike and I, for sure, that in Scientology, when you work at the headquarters in Golden Era Productions in Riverside County, you use a Los Angeles address because it's a confidential location. So right. we were at that property, and yet the address I would give my mother was Hollywood Boulevard, Ivar Avenue. That's where right. she would send mail. So I believe that, uh, correct me if I'm wrong, that, that originally your missing person report was with Riverside County right? and then was punted to LAPD because right. of a, a mailing address that's a formality. Right. Shelly hasn't been in Los Angeles for decades. Right. Maybe in and out, but she's never resided there permanently. Right. And so we brought that up as well of like, well, yeah. wait a minute, <laughs> you know, the, she's, she was in Riverside County and the report was punted to LAPD. Is that not yeah. strange to have a, a person that, you know, resides in one County right. and yet they have a mailing address in an entirely different County? No, mm -hmm. not strange at all. That was chief Moore's response. <laughs> I mean, yeah, when he's answering and explaining away, the the ridiculousness that is Scientology and how they yeah. use their 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 me mechanics to cover yes. things up. Yes, that's not okay. Well, listen, uh, Chief Moore seems to be in need of help, everyone. So, if anybody knows of any crimes that have been uh, not reported, which you know, I, there's a uh, many of them. I mean, it's on Tony's blog, on your blog, on the ex Scientology kids blog you know, crimes that have been committed by Scientologists uh, in L.A. County, crimes that have been covered up uh, by Scientology. Um, you know, if any, he needs your help. He doesn't know that Scientology might be involved in some things that um, would not be uh, a good a good idea for the LAPD to continue to show up to their events and take pictures and say they're the most amazing, most ethical group on the planet. You know, maybe you could help chief more. He's desperate need of help. Well hmm. said. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, oh, I don't boy. know what else to say. I, I don't know what else to say. I have, these crimes have been documented. We have sent it ad nauseum. I don't know what else to do other than for the public to get involved and say, okay, I know of 10 crimes that happened when I was a Sea Org member at LA Day or AO or whatever, you know, I knew about this crime, that crime. This is who knew about it. They told us not to report. You know, Julian Schwartz seems to be a, a permanent figure, uh, an offender, um, you know, a, a serial offender obstructing justice. Uh, there's many Sea Org members who have who know about crimes. Former Sea Org members, of per, you know, former parishioners. You know, there, there's many. So, so people can start reporting it to Chief Moore, I guess. Right? Yep. You think that would be helpful, Mike? Oh yeah, I think it would help okay. him out tremendously. I mean, it might be a sad. Now, maybe day you could send because... a CC of it to us. Yes. Please. Yes, great idea. <laughs> so we Please. could then. So then we can CC, like make the sure that the foundation, Mike <laughs> yes. Rinder, myself, obviously yes. we're on the board, but uh, and yes. you as well, Leah. Yes, yes, please. Definitely more information. 
let's shine a bright, bright light because yes. evidently it must be awful dark over there in LAPD. Well, yeah. I mean, he just has no idea, you know, so I think we should just let him know if you know yes. of anything. Yeah. Yes. Very uh, Mike, thank you. I just wanted to add something to the video that you and I did with Claire um, yeah. on the L our LAPD. You know, sometimes I get so carried away with wanting to like get information out or, you know, so that I forget like some pretty important things. The one thing that I wanted to say was the one, the, the main reason for having these meetings is to let people know in law enforcement that their involvement and their public uh, validation of them, right? Whether it's from going to Scientology events or their barbecues, you know, hobnobbing with Scientology celebrities uh, through the Police Activities League and, you know, 20 years ago, the New York uh, detox thing, front, you know, um, front group, you know, that Tom Cruise created that we all were involved in, is that what, what do we do with the victims of Scientology who have come to you, come to me for the last <laughs> 10 years and say, I want to report to LAPD, but I don't feel safe. You know, I saw the emails or I saw the Tony Ortega blog. Sorry, I have a little bit of a cold. I saw the Tony Ortega blog or I saw your blog. I saw Yashar Arliz. I saw, you know, I saw, what do I do? I can't report to this guy. He was just in a, at a Scientology event saying that they're most ethical group on the planet. Right. And this is what we started with. And to hear that the reaction is, well, you let us know if there's if you have any credible information, and uh, that that sh that proves to us that we should be dissociating ourselves or separating ourselves from this group. You you know, we'll be happy to look at it. Yeah. Yeah. Anyway, it's it's a big problem. It is. It is because we had somebody recently, Mike, to come forward. Um, in regards to Shelly Miscavige. Yeah. And I said, I don't know. I don't have anybody to bring you to. <laughs> I, the people that I met with, you know, Chief Moore and his crew, they're not people who you want to talk to because they're going to pick up the phone and call Scientology. Anyway, something needs to be done about it. Somebody needs to investigate Scientology's involvement with law enforcement. And, you know, we're, we're actually paying taxes for a service we don't get provided as Scientologists, as ex-Scientologists, as whistleblowers of advocates. We don't have the service from police departments that we pay taxes for to, to that Scientology doesn't. Exactly. <laughs> exactly right. Anyway. Okay. Thank you for letting me rant. Thank you for tuning in. You can find more episodes of Exposing Scientology, both on YouTube and wherever you get your podcasts. And don't forget to check out my best-selling memoir, A Billion Years, My Escape from a Life in the Highest Ranks of Scientology. It's available on Amazon and as an audiobook. Until next time, be well and happy. <laughs>